Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Lads, we're back. Yeah, we are. We're still here. Still alive. We've been recording. Just cut it down a bit until now. Sorry. We've done the big brother thing. Yeah. We're talking about cottage pie. Yeah. You know, it's this different from shepherd pie. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Don't you don't go to a break. You try and get Adam upset within the first 30 seconds of starting. You don't go to an Englishman and say that, that a cottage and shepherd's pie are the same thing. They're not. That's just, I may have made that mistake on Saturday. If you go to Gordon Ramsay and you're like and you get that mixed up, he's gonna call you a donkey. All right. I think a little worse than a donkey. Yeah. We're gonna put two pieces of bread and say, What are you? I mean, you, you have to reply, I'm an idiot sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do they did they show all the food network Canada? No, they're not gonna show that there. It's too explicit. No, no. I don't, yeah, I don't. I think he's upset them. There's a certain, <clears throat> there's upset a certain them. group of, of the culinary world who are not fans of Gordon, mm-hmm. and there are also a large number of people that Gordon does not like. And I watch a lot of Ramsey stuff, and he makes and he, it very clear he's yeah. not a big fan of Canada. No, he likes Canada. Oh, okay. It's just like, like he doesn't like Bobby Flay, for example. I don't so, know if Bobby Flay is Canadian Bobby or not, Flay but is. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Bobby Flay is also a chef. Like, they were supposed to do a cook-off in Vegas, but then Gordon Ramsay was on Hot Ones, and he was saying, like, he like he calls me, he's like, Bobby, sign the damn contract. Because I guess he's scared oh, to take yeah. Gordon on. Hot Ones is a show and a half. I love that thing. Mm. I have a question. If you could compare an NHL player, a current one, who would Gordon Ramsay be in today's NHL? Like, oh. in, like in terms of his talent as a Ooh. chef. But yeah, but also like his notoriety. How you who's said a pretty good player. Some people you like him, but some people don't. Who's a really good player? Yeah, but 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 who's he? He has to be a really good player, and they have to be a really good chirper. PK. Okay. Because also there is, I can't think of, because first of all, most hockey players aren't even that famous in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And the ones who really are don't really show their personality, unfortunately, except for like PK. And he's That's so defi- decisive. I would probably okay. say him. And PK, but like, not PK Brad. is never really, ex- like, has never said to like another player, you're like, you're a tosser, get out the kitchen, you're terrible. That you're this. I'm sure he said, you suck, bud, but. Not but but see not Brad Marchand like that that's kind of the fir- that too, like yeah. that was the first name that came to my mind. I know Brad Marchand isn't as, I mean it's hard to compare chefs to hockey players in terms of, <laughs> in terms of being famous. But like I mean, listen if if Gordon Ramsay was a hockey player, I can a hundred percent him see him licking someone. I'm not gonna lie. See, you know what? When he was an athlete, he was a, he was a defenseman. I think he was a defenseman before his soccer career or football career ended. And yeah. um, he, he said he was fast and that. So I'm thinking, like, 
the reason also reason I would say peak is defenseman kind of thing there. Both Fair. quick, that type Fair. of thing. But I think for the attitude part, I think Brad Marchand is a very good comparison. Mm-hmm. You're but telling me you is, couldn't see him licking someone? Gordon Ramsay? No, because he's actually very much about the standards. Like that um, man is like, you don't have a hot plate to serve food? Go away. His, it's insane fair, how fair. high his standards are. But that's Chef's why code. Yeah, that's why he's such a, he's so successful. And that's so fair. don't lick you know people in the that's kitchen. Fair. Yeah. yeah, don't. He would probably throw you out by the scruff of your neck. Anyway, though, um, I love opening the show with that because you know there are not there are not easy topics we're gonna have to talk about today in the hockey world. Yeah, so it is nice we have a bit of levity. Um, something else: if you haven't already, go back, listeners, and give our last podcast a play. We have Harmon Dial back on from the Athletic Vancouver Canucks beat writer. We had a great episode. We talked for ten, and we talked how half of Calgary has gone to Vancouver. Uh, we talked yeah. about Tyler Toffoli. I mean, can, do it. Yeah. Can I just say, well. yeah. Can I just say we've had, uh, oh, I think we're at over a hundred episodes now. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. was, if I'm listen, I think we've had some pretty, pretty good episodes, but I think that's, that's really up there in mm-hmm. uh, top five, yeah. top three. Yeah. Well, yeah. Indeed. So people go listen to that. And if we're going to open this show one way, I want to do it like this. So I have passed the six weeks since my, my, um, my, sur- my jaw surgery, right? So I'm allowed to eat whatever I want finally. Yeah. I, I still have to get all the, the strength back, stuff still hurts. But I want to give a shout out to Crescent Oral Surgery for doing such an amazing oh. job, especially <laughs> Dr. Christopher with a K Lee. Dr. Lee, I love you, man. And that whole staff Does is he great. Look- does he listen to the show? I, I, I told him about the last appointment, so hopefully he does. He's actually, mm. uh, he is a Leafs fan. He is a Blue Jays fan That's as good. well. That's good. He was a bit disappointed to what happened to the Jays, but. Um, yeah. That's how we yeah. all went for the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah. I forgot to add it on the doc, but quickly, like, Dr. Lee, thank you very much. And if you're listening to this, and like, I think you have to get a referral for some stuff, but like, get your orthodontist or whatever. Like, go to Christopher Lee. He's awesome. Um, Not Count so Dooku. Let's talk about Who that. I forgot to put this like in the dock, but Why? yeah, the Dodgers are, are MLB. <laughs> what do you call them? The, they won the World the Series. The World Series, yes. Yeah. What What's their trophy called? Is it like the manager's? The thing? commissioner's trophy. That's such a dumb name. <laughs> but like, what I want to talk about here is, and this is when I so get exposed when I don't have my friends about other sports. I, w- I really want to talk to you guys. If I Justin Turner, that was his name. There we go. Yeah. What position does he play? Right, uh, third base. I was gonna say right base, third um, base, right? Yeah, it's usually does third base. Yeah, but he moved to like left field here and there. Well, he moved off the field because uh-huh. he got a COVID cool positive guy. test. But then he was like a boomerang and came back onto the field to celebrate with his team, despite being pulled <laughs> off because. <laughs> Test came back positive. Can I read the MLB statement once I you find do. it? It's oh, okay. it's a little embarrassing if I'm being honest. Well, yeah. They are an embarrassing league, aren't they? From what I've seen, like it's pretty disappointing, not just from like the health perspective, but it's a kind of guy where Justin's a guy that he he's like a huge fan favorite for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that's been there, you know, through their lot. They've, you know, this is their third time in the finals in in three years and really? yeah but the thing is the 2017 one was when the astros cheated 
Oh. Uh, but they got they cleanly lost to the Red Sox in 2018. But the thing is, he's a guy that he's been there like the whole time, and I know like this meant a lot for him the championship. But the fact that like he's become that new poster boy of like you know we got COVID under control, and then now it kind of just looks like oh we actually didn't take it as seriously as we thought of. we 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 should have. So I, I have it here. I just want to read this part. Um, However, okay, so following the Dodgers' victory, it is clear that Turner chose to disregard the agreed-upon joint protocols and and the instructions he was given regarding the safety and protection of others. While a desire to celebrate is understandable, Turner's decision to leave isolation and enter the field was wrong and put everyone he came in contact with at risk. When MLB security raised the matter of being on the field with Turner, he emphatically refused to comply. The commissioner's office is beginning a full investigation into this matter and will consult the players association with the parameters of the joint 2020 operations manual. So they're just deflect. Like, I feel like they're kind of just deflecting the issue. So the all, NHL, all for themselves. Yeah. So the NHL over 30,000 tests, <clears throat> nothing, you know, the bubble was so secure. Uh, the NBA liked that as well, but they had the one guy going to get McDonald's or whatever though. The MLB has a guy test positive. They did a bubble, right? Like I'm not misremembering. No, they didn't do a bubble. They did, did the, playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs. The playoffs they did. Yeah. But not playoffs, yeah. Playoffs. Did. yes, yes, yes. So you do this bubble. Which already, like, you're the first bubble to get a positive test. That's mm-hmm. a joke. And he goes out to the field? Like, first of all, like... Adam, I'll do you the, one better. He's... I'll yeah, do you know, one better I, right now. This guy's a joke. I'll, I'll do you one better. This is the tweet he put out after. Thanks to everyone reaching out. I feel great. No symptoms at all. Just experienced every emotion you possibly you can possibly imagine. Re- are you ready for this, Adam? Are you yeah. ready for the next sure. sentence I'm about to read? Yeah. Can't believe I couldn't be out there to celebrate with my guys. Man, okay, first of all, ever heard of adrenaline? Sure, that's a factor. Second of all, it's if, if this doesn't affect him, if he's fine in the next few days, that's great. But And this is the same thing of everyone saying, oh, this, at, at the very early days of the pandemic, saying, oh, it only affects old people, people would say. Well, dickhead, I guess you don't have a grandmother you care about. This guy See, is endangering everyone around Yeah, and him. there's family members there for every Dodgers. Right. Like- what a knob. This guy's See, a knob. I, I can live with... Saying just just him tell it telling everyone how he is because clear like I imagine like think about his mentions right whatever. What gets on my nerves is when he goes can't believe I couldn't be out there to celebrate with my guys yet there is thousands probably thousands of pictures on the internet of him out there celebrating. Oh that like. Had like photos on top of articles right now are just showing off this absolute. And like, oh, I'm trying to not to repeat myself. He's just a knob. He's, I'm, just, he's a knob of butter. Is what I'm, this guy is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture someone put online uh, on um, on on Twitter, and it was a picture. I, th- I believe he was either. I think he was with his wife, and underneath it, it said Justin Turner uh, test positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah. He's like next to his wife on the field. 
I wonder what now. See, Daniel had a really funny thing of like he shouldn't play in like twenty. Not funny. That was a wrong word to use. But like see, Daniel was saying stuff like, "All right, this should be at least like a six-figure fine. He shouldn't play in 2021." The MLB already looked before they came back to play. They looked terrible with their mm. their their player negotiations. Their season coming back was an absolute train wreck, guys. You know what? The Blue Jays didn't have a place to play. Games were getting canceled, you know, pushed back. And then this happened. If they don't hunk, and again, you have to question, what's going to be more severe, this or what the Astros got? They will have another hit to their PR here. And we talk about hockey not growing. Baseball is right there as well. They cannot afford to look stupid again. Come on, do better. And I'm no way. That should be the title of the episode, honestly. Do better. better. Or knob of butters. I didn't really get that. (laughs) I didn't get that one. You kept saying it. A knob is another way of calling someone a dick. Yeah, that I knew. If you see a knob of butter, like Gordon Ramsay, a lot of the time when he's cooking, he'll be like, (laughs) a knob of butter. It's just like a a clump of butter. Like when he cooks Uh, his scrambled eggs, what you do to start, you don't use oil to cook scrambled eggs. What you do is you put Mm. a knob of butter in. Oh, I didn't yeah, know okay. that for next time I make eggs. No, yeah. I knew knob no. was, was another word for that. I didn't During know. During our mid episode break butter. when I make eggs. Yeah. You can cook eggs in like two minutes. You never here's the key. Not okay. 25. This <laughs> is the key to making like a nice scramble, like just over medium heat. You okay. get it, butter melt, two eggs per person. Whisk it, of course. Perfect. You right. put it in. You never stop moving. Clean the edges. Make sure the yolk, not a single bit of it should go. You don't season it till it is done. You put all the eggs into one corner. Salt, pepper, give the stir on the side until your toast is ready. Put the toast very tightly together so you get that eggy sort of texture into the bread. Toast, sorry. And it is amazing. Uh, be careful too much butter or salt because it may overpower. But, like, that's the key to a good scrambled egg. Um well, that was a good you light of the situation. You learn something for new every baseball. day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> yeah. You saw the positive in things, even though, like, you know, we've been just in tournament. I like you so much. Listen, I know this. in a few segments here, it's going to get really dark. So, it like, will be, I, so. we got to keep it. Like, and okay. you know what we can, we can kind of say here? Um, congratulations. We really, uh, sorry, anything else you want to say about either scrambled eggs, knobs of butter? Or the MLB being dumb. Um, no. If we don't do do better for this episode, we could do cottage pie. Okay. The title of this episode. Okay, sounds good. Okay. All right. We'll okay. deal with that uh, later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, congratulations to the Price family, uh, Carrie and Angela Price. Welcome in their third child and their first son. Congratulations, Lincoln Price. Watch out for the what the. 2038 draft when young Lincoln Price will be first overall. That's like a law firm. What Lincoln 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 Price Incorporated? Yeah, or like Mackenzie Blackwood and Partners. That's a pretty yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but hey, I'm so happy. I'm so they were hoping for a boy too. It's so nice. I'm so happy for him. God, good for him, Gary. I love you, man. We're happy that you're happy. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. How will this affect his play next season? Well, see, the last time he had a kid, oh my God. Here's what, like, how tabloidy playing for the Montreal Canadiens is. When his second child was born, he got an injury right before. So he was able to be there, right? 
Yeah. And if you know yeah. anything about athletes, especially starting goaltenders like Price, who are so protective over their starts, this is what's going to be <laughs> annoying. They accused him of faking the injury so he could go be there for the birth of his child. So if you're yeah. going to start talking, I don't about- know if it's uh, just a Montreal thing. Yeah, because in Toronto and Fred Van Fleet Jr. Oh, that's born. not. I wasn't even oh, thinking about Toronto. That. I was thinking about Boston. But uh, well, like, that's big news. Remember, he did well when his son was born. Helped. <laughs> well, helped, hey, yeah. helped with the championships. When, when Tarasenko's first kid was born, he was a beast in the playoffs or something. Yeah. Made the NHL cover. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. I really hope his shoulder's okay, though. I really do. Um. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all right. Alex Galchenyuk signs a one-year deal, just over a million. Doesn't who cares about that stuff? Um, really, I, I actually want to get your opinion on this because no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not dismissing the whole segment. I'm just saying, and, and oh, okay, okay, with the Ottawa Senators lads. What do we? What, what Daniel? What What do you want to? What do you want to know? Redemption. Is this a redemption thing? Is it still considered a low, like buy low, high risk, or low? <laughs> Sorry, low risk, high reward. <laughs> you can't do it in Ottawa. I think that, like, I thought Minnesota was going to be it, but with Ottawa giving them a chance, I mean, fine for them. I mean, you're getting a, a guy, which is what they need. If he can't cut it there, like, if he can't pull a Ryan Dezingle, you're one of those guys that just someone has to score on your team, right? And he's in that position. Because, again, he has the skill. Like, the offensive ability is there. This guy scored 30 goals before. He's got that ability. It's just, He's terrible in his own zone, and he cannot play center. Like, I remember. I remember. Yes, I was going to ask you that too. Like, if he was going to go back to playing center, or just no, going to keep him on the left? No, he's no. Like that experiment is long over. Long. You don't over. think Ottawa could? Try, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried again. Yeah. I, um, I, I just no, remembered Montreal when they were trying it, and then I remember seeing the lineups, and then eventually, like, no, it doesn't work. Let's put David Deharnay as the first line center. You've been patch ready, man. They had that one good year. Can I? Uh, I just want to throw this thought out in there, and it's not my own thought, so I'm just going to quote the tweet. Uh, it's from Adam's favorite person, Rachel Dory. Um, I, I think the thing. This isn't the tweet. I'll get to the tweet in a minute. The, this the we were talking about Tim Stutzel a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. I think, and we were talking about how well, obviously he had just gotten injured. I think at that point, um, and had just had surgery. He's going to come in on the left wing, right? I remember hearing that. I remember uh, Pierre Dorian saying, yeah, like we envision him as our future number one center, but we're going to start him on the wing. And, you know, Adam, you brought up an interesting point that um, Galchenyuk's probably going to play on the wing, mm-hmm. right? So this is our tweet. Uh, the Galchenyuk signing is interesting. We spoke about Mannheim, which is a team he plays for, not wanting to release Stutzel on the podcast. It's best for his development to stay there for the season, in my opinion. Why burn a year in a shortened season? Galchenyuk seems like a stopgap in the event Tim Stutzel does not come. Hey, hey perfect sense. Perfect yeah. sense. I really thought they were going to put like one of the, like their younger guys just filling in like one of the top nine things like oh they, they got so many plenty forwards. of younger guys yeah like I was thinking like Vitali Abrahamov or like Rudolf Balsters like one of those guys go somewhere there Philip Schlappick I'm sure is in there too. yeah I mean listen they got they listen they uh, Pajot's gone uh, right now Duclair's gone uh, yeah mm-hmm. right like those yet. are two more spots. 
Like I, I, I don't, it's not like, I think, I think they're, these young guys are going to be up. Like it's not going to be a fun season in Ottawa in terms of oh, uh, winning. Oh, is everything okay? I'm kind of worried that a light is going off in my apartment. It looks like and, sirens. And, and there, many times here, I have had it, and then the elevator shuts down for a fire drill, and I have to walk down 40 flights of stairs. Oh. It stopped. It's just my okay. heart skipped to me because I thought the sirens were about <laughs> oh, to go. So did I. I thought it was lightning or something. Yeah, see? Like rainstorm in Montreal. It, it's not raining, too. Like, oh. it's, it's, that's even, it's cold, but like it's not been raining or anything. Uh, Jesus. I'm um, sorry. It's back on again, Adam. Yeah, Adam's back on. Well, we'll see what happens. I'll mute my, I'll, I'll cover my, uh, just because like, uh, like, yeah, lights go ahead. kind of screws with people sometimes, right? It's okay. off now, but I'll, I'll wait till it's off for, um, okay. do we have anything else we want to say about Galchenyuk? I, I'm cheering for the guy to kind of get where he needs to go. Like he's lost a ton of confidence going to team after team and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to him in Ottawa, what it's going to look like eventually, but I hope, like, you know, he kind of rebuilds his value. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate to say, but I, I have a slight feeling it might be his last chance to figure something out in the NHL. I think that's fair. I think that's, a, that's very fair to say. Right. Oh, man, that 2012 draft. Oh, it's so bad. It is. It is just the dog's dinner. Draft. I'm not complaining about it. I mean, yeah, Morgan <laughs> Riley, great, good player. Really Ducks aren't yeah. complaining about it. Oh, that's true. Hampus Lindholm and Frederick uh, Anderson. Man, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Riley was gonna go third. Apparently, Mark Bergeron won and was like, "Oh, the staff, great job, staff." Right. I remember. Say sorry before we move on. I just remember. Um, I had a few friends in high school where they wanted. Galchenyuk to drop to the Leafs because they're like, oh, we need a center. Right, and I think Kadri was the draft after or before. It was a few uh, years before, right? Kadri was three years before, yeah. And no one liked him. I liked him. Well, there was, was, a, there was a, a lot of there was, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of people who were not a fan of him. Hey, but I, hey, he I remember the him. argument was like Oliver Ekman Larson went right before Kadri. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. Hey, or um, oh, you left. we don't have any Leafs things, so I just want to throw this in here now. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really quick. Yeah. And I think I brought it up to Adam. Can we stop talking about so poorly about TJ Brody from last season? Because, like, I think a lot of us forget what happened because you know it's been like a full year. Uh, TJ Brody, uh, I believe he passed out during a practice. Did he not have a have a have a, so a I seizure? I believe it was it was a seizure. So I mean, Let's listen, I'm so I, I, he, something bad happened at practice. I think j- let's just put it at that. So that severely screws up. It, it can severely screw up a player's season. Like I, I think. Let's not put it past that. So to say, you know, he's starting to drop off, I think is a little bit of a stretch. I think so, yeah. Thoughts, yeah, Adam? Like seizure-like convulsions in right. practice and he collapsed. That is terrifying. All right, later That's in the it. show, we will be doing a, continuing our deep dives, looking at certain teams. We're looking at Colorado this uh, 
this week because they've just re-signed Devontae's after just robbing the Islanders of them. Looking at what you can argue is maybe the best defensive core in the West or the league period. Vegas will have something to say about that, but I mean, we're going to look at that a little later. So first, um, two sort of the points here. One is unfortunate, but you can look at it and you can celebrate one's life. And um, that is Joey Moss, who was a long time attendant of the Edmonton Oilers locker room, um, passed away and, you, you always can tell just how important someone was to, to one's heart or just to communities is when you can see what's said about them once they're gone. Um, and it's also, it's also something unfortunate in life is it's not until someone goes that you really appreciate them. Uh, McDavid, everyone from the Oilers, I believe even Ring, Wayne Gretzky was saying stuff too because yeah. you may have heard of this. Gretzky was an Oiler. You may have heard what? of Wayne Gretzky, pretty good player. He was a um, what? But uh, I remember I, as a St. Louis Blue. Yeah. Oh God. I just. I only know guys, him as retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wondered if you guys maybe had a quick thought on, on Joey Moss because it was just it seems to be anything about this guy was just the positivity he brought to the room, yeah. and uh, just it, it just sort of uplifting everyone around him. Um, I I didn't know how much of an impact it see he seemed to, um put on the like i knew of him and i guess maybe they just it was not really talked about a whole lot um in toronto but i think you know looking at goretzky looking at mcdavid looking at all the guys posting about it i think even a guy like sam Gagne posted about it uh and he's been he's had multiple stints there as well um just to see the impact he's had or yeah the impact he's had on all those guys is, is pretty incredible daniel um yeah getting to know more about him like just like i didn't really get to see too much of him but like hearing about him like it's like that definition of like a super fan mm-hmm. in a way that like he was that guy that always was around the oilers it was kind of like cultivated like what that community and culture was and he's definitely someone that like was very well loved by the organization that it is very sad to see you know with, with everything that's sort of like, that's gone wrong with the oilers and just how poorly it's been, they've been ran for what feels like ever. Uh, it's nice to know that, you know, you always have that kind of presence around your organization. Um, that sort of ray of sunshine, right? So mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace and condolences to the family, obviously. Yeah. Um, and this is when the show... Just quickly before we go uh, too dark, yeah. uh, very dark. Um, do you want to talk about Tyler Bertuzzi? Oh yeah, he saw oh, yeah. me. Uh, I thought that was a little interesting. Um, I he had a case uh, in our obviously he his case went to arbitration. What do you like? He's he's an interesting guy because what is Tyler Bertuzzi? Lil Burke. <laughs> no, <laughs> but because is he? When you think of Detroit and you think of that their first line right now, my thought goes right to Bertuzzi and Larkin, and I believe Mantha was up there as well for when he when he wasn't injured, and that seemed to be their first line. And you know, the last two years he has taken a step. Right, um, last year he had forty seven points in 70, 73 games, twenty one goals. This year, you are cutting out a bit. I'm cutting out. How about now? 
Oh no! Oh boy! Um, Alex, you're cutting out. Uh, you 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 sound like Starscream. Okay, before I cut out, what 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 was I saying? You were talking about the first line of Detroit. Oh, about Bertuzzi about um, you know Harkin and, and yeah, I mean because Bertuzzi's taken a step the last two years in terms of like he's this two years in a row he's had 20, 21 goals. Uh, this year would have been a career year if he had if they'd played eighty two games. Um, like what I st- I don't know what Tyler Bertuzzi is. You know, I kind of see it as quality piece guys, but they're guys that you put around when you have a core already. And like this is my opinion, where you know they could really show show me up later on on these comments. But I kind of just feel like. When I think of like a Bertuzzi or I think of a man, I think of a Chris Kreider. I think of a guy that is someone that could play in your top six, but he's not necessarily going to be your go-to guy all the time. Right. I think that not saying like they have inflated stats, but they've been getting the minutes because really Detroit's just been waiting on their young yeah. talent to develop. And I think that for me, like that's where it is. I think the 3.5 for Tyler Bertuzzi was fair for him as a show me kind of thing of what can you kind of be in the long term for us? Is he a medium top six potential player? Hmm. Second line, like you wonder if it's the same thing as Dezingo. It's like, well, you're going to score with all this ice time. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. Just, when we look like a real team and we have real players and, you know, when we go down to the nitty gritty advice allocation, where actually are you in this lineup? Right. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on Detroit. God yeah. help us. That'd be fun. Franz no, Nielsen. It'd be a whole lot of prospect talk. That's what like, it would be. Right. So look at the NHL team. Nothing here. Okay, so let's talk about Wolf Sider. Woo. And, yeah. uh, Luke Michael Rasmussen. Michael Rasmussen. Yeah, he's a guy. Philip Ronick. Funny name. Kind of. All right. Okay, yeah. let's, let's do it. All right. So. Um, All right. The, the biggest headline around hockey right now, uh, it was trending, like not just sports Twitter, but it, it was just trending on Twitter. And when hockey is trending, trending, it's either like like the least of done stuff or like, you know, it's something disastrous. And that's exactly yeah. what this was. So a prospect by the name of Mitchell Miller who was just drafted in 2020 NHL draft by the Arizona Coyotes, 111th. Um, reports kind of came out about this guy, who, and he had previously admitted, and I believed also was, you know, in juvenile detention or ju- juvie, as you call it, for, and again, this, is, this isn't like a cue, like admitted to this as well, like prosecuted. Yeah, be, before you go, before you go, yeah. let's just shout, shout let's just shout out who put the report out first cuz I think as journalists it's important. Uh the Arizona Republic. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's I get that. Uh It's it's basically this guy, this kid. Well, he's an adult now. He's 18. He he's he's an adult. Okay. Let's let's get that straight. He's in a position now where he he is been drafted by an NHL team. He has that privilege where, you know, one of the 31 teams in this league has given this kid a shot. And, and why this is so hard to talk about is, is what this kid has done in the past. And that is 
basically he I, I don't even want to say bullying because it feels like it's just so much more um, blatant racism. Him and a schoolmate bullied a, a, a disabled black student by the name of Isaiah Mayer Carruthers. I believe I'm, I'm saying that right. Uh, some of the stuff that he would, that they did was, you know, saying stuff like, you know, go back to, you know, go to the fields and do stuff. I, it's difficult to say, um, using the N word. And one sort of event here that, that's really hard to talk about is they got a lollipop that they had. And okay, hold on. If you're, if you're a bit squeamish, I'm going to, if this stuff is a bit difficult for you to listen to, I'm going to advise listeners. This is a, we're going to, it's not going to be easy to listen to. All right. Cause it sure as hell was not easy to read. They had gotten the lollipop and had rubbed it on the inside of a urinal and had tricked this kid into licking it. Now, I believe he then, his family, cause he was a, his foster family went and got him tested for HIV. Luckily, everything came back negative. Some people call this hate crime. It's racist. It's, it's just, it's, I wish we could swear. It is a total disregard for human decency. And I don't, we're going to spend time on this because there's so much I want to say here. There's just, there, there's ripping this kid. There's ripping the Coyotes for, for drafting him because other teams had him on no draft list. I know yeah. the Canucks did it, and apparently it's at least 10 teams. And I'm talking a lot here, and I know I'm a bit kind of broken up with this. I'm not delivering this the best because I don't know how you talk about this. I don't know how you can just, like, level-headedly kind of talk about this because I am – it's 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 disgusting and this ah and, and the coyotes have the nerve to like see they're gonna make him a part of an anti-bullying campaign and and this kid hasn't the foster mother came out and said that you know what excuse me that mitchell hasn't even personally apologized to isaiah apparently the other student has and isaiah has, has apparently forgiven him so that speaks volume about mitchell miller that he hasn't even done this. And apparently as of two years ago, the foster mother said was still apparently taunting him, still not apologized. And she wrote to all three win teams about this story. And the Coyotes made the decision to draft him. What a, a garbage organization. How do you, how does anyone in that organization allow that to happen who thinks who honestly stands up and says this is a good idea who when you put that draft list together thinks this is our guy this is our kid Mm -hmm. there are hundreds of other players that we could pick ahead of this kid what what i don't get it yeah um daniel do you want to go first or yeah um it's like what I kind of said before to you guys. Like I, I don't know what short-sightedness this was with the Coyotes, where it's an organization that has said that you know we're going into like looking to we're going to looking at more diversity. You know, with the sport, we're going to areas in Arizona where you feel like you know 
we could say we could say to the other cultures that you know let's let's spread more hockey you know let's not make it so centralized and to make a move like this you know to boast at the fact that you know in their upper management now they have people who are of you know they're of latin american descent that this is still happening and the fact that you know this is their own this was the coyotes like one of their only draft picks this year because of their own mismanagement that they use it on this kid that (laughs) they decided you know why not let's get this guy and there's a reason why he dropped there's a reason why you know he was on that no draft list for other teams that something like this can still happen and the one that when you talked about like what you had to say that was going on that made it really difficult to talk about the one that I kind of that really resonated with me or the one that really kind of hit me was that when he would smash the kids like Isaiah's head into the brick wall that one was like I couldn't read that part and the one thing that I kind of take for this is the comments, the comments on that, the article itself, the comments on what other reporters have been saying about it, where it's like, Oh, let kids be kids. Like, no, he knew what he was doing. Have you like, like, like guys, guys, I don't know about you. I don't know about decent people, but never when I, I am now 21, Alex, happy belated birthday. Just turned 20. Sorry to be your birthday. It's okay. Daniel, you're a few years older than us, but I never remember a time in elementary school, kindergarten, high school, even now in university, when I have like ever thought, you know what I'm gonna do to someone? Like I like I'll be like, you know, if Alex and I are are have, like having a good discussion about something, you know what I'll do? I'll just like I'll ignore his text or something. But why in the world? What? sick sort of mind do you have to have what is wrong with you that this is how you go about treating other people i seriously cannot understand and i don't think i ever will there's a difference between making a mistake and that listen it's true it's not false that kids make mistakes and do stupid things, but, but this is beyond that, right? This is beyond there's teasing and there's bullying. And yes, these things, these things happen. And, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen where these people, those specific people do a complete 180. But this is beyond that. This is, uh, this is, I don't even know how many times worse than what the standard type of thing is. And so reports have said apparently that, that this prospect has gotten counseling, has you know done stuff willingly. Like, oh, oh, Alex, I, I, I know, I know. You know um, where I'm gonna get to. Oh yes, yes has done stuff like you know you know yeah done the counseling for the other stuff sort of done like stuff in the community but it gets all thrown out the window and alex will go more into this in a second i, I know he will but it, it kind of all goes out the window if you have not gotten to the person that you victimized and not even apologized to them apparently he with interviews with teams he also sent out apologies to them but not to Isaiah. For what? what? Which proves Alex, like, he doesn't feel bad, does he? 
No. Why did he get drafted? He got caught. I, sorry, I, if I'm looking away, I'm writing things down because points are coming to my head and I'm going to yeah. forget them and I, I want to bring these all these points up. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, do you have anything else to say, Daniel? Because I, I don't want to cut you off. No, no. I'll follow along with what you have to say. There are so points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there are so many, so many different ways to look at not different ways. There's so many different um, things to look at in this story. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And I had to pull up a couple things. Um, let's start with the Arizona Coyotes. Why? Why? Like, okay. Let's break it down again. This is the quote from Coyote's president and CEO, Xavier Gutierrez, who was just put in, I believe he's recently uh, become CEO, and I believe he's actually heading the inclusion and um, the NHL's anti-racism. I I, I don't remember exactly what it's called. The Executive Inclusion Council. Mm -hmm. He's part of that. Um, He pretend... No, that's the thing. Sorry, man. when we first learned of Mitchell's story, it would have been easy for us to dismiss him. Uh, many teams did. He continued. Instead, we felt it was our responsibility to be part of the solution in a real way, not just saying and doing the right things ourselves, but ensuring that others are too. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard in my life. I, again, why are you trying to be part of a solution he does not want to be a part of? In what way does that make any sense at all? You would naturally think, okay, if your parents tell you, move that lamp, because if you walk by that part of your table, you're going to knock it over and break it, right? If you then don't do that and break the lamp, the first step is you apologize and you admit what you did was wrong or anything like that. Why... Do you think you can suddenly change someone if they aren't willing to change themselves? Isn't that, you know, the whole thing of getting help is admitting you have a problem? If this guy, (laughs) again, it's so simple as he won't, he doesn't see the regret. I don't believe it. So what, you're then going to use your abilities in NHL team to help him when he, he won't do it himself. This is nothing going to do nothing but help his own life when really he doesn't deserve it. If he cared, he would have, if he cared, he would have done more than whatever, whatever the, uh, the sentence was from Juvie. And he would have apologized to the kid he was bullying. There is zero excuse from any, any kid who does that. It's who not doesn't like do not that there right like you took the time to write these letters to all 31 teams but you know you didn't do you the- think he wrote that letter <laughs> no i don't but like i don't you, you do the main thing that you know you should be doing is the apologizing bare the bare minimum no, to his victim which he didn't do no he signed a letter from his agent that's all this this this, this. and he, he still gets to play ncaa hockey yeah <laughs> And the nerve of the well, I know why they've done it. Of, of his coach is not to really say, "Oh, he's grown as a person." Prove it. Well, like, like prove it, dude. First of all, you're the NCAA. Don't you dare try and tell me you're there for the players. How about you pay them first, you losers? Like, and you're gonna again. I look at what 
a professional athlete can all of a sudden do with their lives? What opens to them? And I think of probably the long lasting effects that are going to happen to Isaiah. Because if you experience that stuff at a certain age, I have, I would assume that it would stick with you in some way, shape or form forever. And all of a sudden until now, you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and now, even when you deal with it, it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In ter- sorry, in terms of dealing with it, like I mean going to seek uh, help for that because uh, like, I can... Like therapy in that. Yeah, like, yes, yes. You're going to be physically and emotionally abused by your classmates. Like that yeah. is... So it, it, he will have to sort of deal with this. And I, I, I really... I can't think of the emotional toll of having to lick the lollipop and stuff like that. And now I, I also imagine that like... And with everything coming out, you know, there, there are those people who will attack both parties. And you know, what, what you see here is what Isaiah has gone through and will have to go through. And now what is at the disposal, what tools are at the disposal of this prospect and how much will he get angry Twitter messages? Yes. But he now has a, a, a NHL team worth how many millions of dollars backing him? Well, negative because they're not going to go out and say we made a mistake. It's negative millions of dollars. So that team but is still, absolutely you know I mean? like, worthless. It's like you have a franchise that is, it's still like, you're not going to be. No, like, I know. Yeah, you're right. I know what you mean. Team that the NHL has had its back for how goddamn long. And he's already like the it, laughing stock it's embarrassing. of the league. Because in, yeah. in a calendar year, their whole management structure got shaken up. And apparently before COVID, they didn't have this going on their list, but some things apparently changed and they changed their mind. Yeah. It's frustrating. And the combine stuff. How do you root for this team? Does Owe, you think Oliver Ekman Larson regrets putting that trade, that trade deadline in? And he's like, no, get me out of here. Actually, funny you say that it, it just popped up um, on my thing. It said he didn't, Actually, let's see. Uh, Ekman Larson, I never really wanted the Coyotes to trade me, but I think that's separate from um, all this. It's not this 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 topic is not in the uh, in the the score article. So, oh, like, it's nothing like today that's been like, hey, so talk about this, Oliver. It's yeah, no, I don't think that I I don't think they asked him mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, but still, like, which it's not. Are, he shouldn't be asked. Like, it's not his concern. Are, a coyote right now they, you're playing for this organization that has this heat on it right now would you not be embarrassed oh absolutely the the draft combine stuff is one thing right the, which again that in itself is unacceptable in terms of the sport in terms of the sport itself and the rules that have been set up this is completely different. This is bigger than the sport. He has, sorry, go. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. From all the things I've read, I do not think he has changed. I, I mean, what evidence really is there to say otherwise? Uh, none and I, I wrote this down and I I do want to get to this point and it connects to wanting to change one thing I I 
I do not like the most of is people willingly being hypocrites. That's just a pet peeve. So I'm going to stay consistent with my view of how we handled Don Cherry, how we handled um, Bill Peters, Bill Peters, how we handled who's that? Who is the NBC guy? Why can't I remember his name? Mike Milbury, Mike Milbury. I forgot how recognizable this man is to me. Um, we, I, I want to see receipts and not, I don't want to see just a receipt that you were forced to do. Because that means zero. That means zero to me. I want to see willing receipts that you did by yourself and prove to me that you changed. You ruined your first chance. I'm very for people getting a second chance. And we've had this discussion on the podcast. But you need to prove why you, why you deserve a second chance. And I see zero. Daniel. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not that it's comical, but it's the kind of thing where it's just like Arizona, you 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 know, you keep one upping yourself with these these mistakes every like this this whole year. Um it's this reminded me of another story. This actually kind of happened in the MLB. Um I believe it was the draft two years ago. So there was a player named Luke Heimlich and he was a pitcher out of Oregon state university. And this guy was supposed to go in the first round in the second round. And he was not drafted. And because he had previous misconducts when he was 15, 16 years old, it was actually a molestation charge. And you like the way these things go is you know how many rounds there are in baseball it's like sometimes just 38 rounds yeah. and every team made sure they didn't pick this guy they knew that the talent was there like he was and he was a superstar pitcher in the M- in the MLB and he was supposed to go in the first round and every team no matter how many picks they had they still didn't pick the guy like i don't think there was an excuse for the coyotes to kind of say you know we're we're going to be part of the solution let's use our one of our only draft picks on this one, this Mitchell Miller kid and see what happens. I realize that, you know, it's, it, it is something that they, they want to say that, you know, we, we are not going to resent the pick, but like, it just, it just reminded me of that story where if the MLB could do it with these many teams saying, we're not going to pick this guy. Like what is the Coyotes excuse here? What is, I'm surprised we've only heard it's apparently around 10 teams that have him on that didn't have him on their lists. I want to know why it's not 31. It's another sort of stepping just back from the situation, stepping back from the Coyotes. Looking at hockey as a whole, I think Donald said something. It's like a thing of just hockey just loves it. I'm I'm just I'm paraphrasing here. The hockey just loves making itself look terrible. Is this just not another indictment on the NHL? Because it's like you have this this whole thing of they wanted real change. It didn't really feel – I mean, you had the whole Western Conference in the bubble when, you know, all the strike stuff started happening. Every player came out. Then you look at the Eastern Conference. Only the captains come out, and it looks terrible. But that's, uh, look- that's on the players, though. That one's on the players. We're talking about the league, right? But, but then it- we have to separate the two. We no, have to remember yes, that, yes. right? But then if we go to the games, they had the great right. messages of, you know, saying like we need to end racism and all that. They mm-hmm. had it for a few games. I don't think it was anything in the cup final. 
And then the fact that you still have leagues, like staff, general managers, that are still like even considering oh. drafting him. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's get a smack outside the you're, head. What you're you right. Doing? You know, you know what we haven't heard. Um, what happened with Dale Talon? Yeah, because That's last true. thing I heard, he is up for consideration for some whatever position for the Pittsburgh Penguins, which screams to me, uh, I'm just bringing on a friend. Gold Boys Club once again strikes yeah. again. That's just whatever. I get like you put it out there, right? And they put it there that we're gonna have an investigation that that was out there. What happened? I, listen, if it's false, if it's wrong, if the investigation proved that this did not happen, then go ahead. You you could really make the thing of the NHL needs a bit more transparency with this stuff. Because, man, you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot a lot here. I could use another example right now, too, from the NBA. Go yeah, go where. Ahead. You know, it's alleged that, you know, Terrence Davis has, like, shooting guard Terrence Davis on Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors, you know, he has these allegations against him right now that he's being charged. And right. this is a guy that I, I compare it again. This is a guy that actually made a contribution to the team last year that he was considered to be part of the future. And now teams are, the Raptors are considering they're going to probably release him this week. Right. And I'm comparing it to that where, you know, you could look at what the situation is, what's kind of, going on with him, you know, you could say it's publicity, you could say it's whatever, but, you know, they're taking the decision to say, we're going to distance ourselves from this, even from a guy who's been a positive contributor. If you're going to, like, I'm sorry to say, like, you know, if you're going to defend a fourth round pick, a guy that, you know, he he may or may not make it and make it into a whole thing that, you know, now the Coyotes are going to say, we're going to back ourselves up for this. It's just, it's another comical thing to me. And I do want to speak on that point, but I want to just, before I do, I want to talk about something Adam brought up about something that Donald said. And I know he was probably being a little sarcastic in terms of um, him saying he, the NHL just wants to continue, keep looking bad. Is that what it was? Yeah, Donald said something along that line on Twitter. I think it's like the NHL keeps dunking on itself or something. Oh, dunking on itself, right. Yeah. I just don't think the NHL cares. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't I, – I, I, and we were talking about it today in in uh, in one of my classes. In terms of, is the NHL just being performative? At the end of the day, most sports leagues are 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 just doing that. But I think the NHL is most most of that is just doing that. They just wanted to finish their playoffs and all. Yeah, I don't listen, and I'll tell you why I don't think they care. And I'll give you two prime examples how long and how long did it take don cherry to get off of cbc and how long and how many times did it take mike milbury to say something for them to finally say step aside i love listen listen i'm all like i'm not trashing i know a little bit i am like listen number one their uh, hockey takes are so outdated. Uh, like they're like absolute dinosaurs. Um, and, and just the comments they make are absolutely bizarre to me. Absolutely bizarre. It took enough eyes because 
If I remember, Milbury made a joke about NCAA women's hockey early in the playoffs. And it yep. wasn't until he said the woman remark in a later round when there was probably more eyes. And Don, the big thing with Don is they only let him go because he wouldn't apologize, which is – and it, it took – decades and a lot of so it took a lot i i remember i remember the night it happened i remember the night it happened i didn't blink because it was like oh he said much worse than this listen i i was out at i remember exactly where i was i was at boston pizza sitting there with two friends the hockey game was on and i made a joke i said i guarantee you don cherry says something stupid tonight and? and I was right. And I didn't want to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, that's why I don't think the NHL cares. Um, Daniel, I apologize. What was your point that you said before? I should have ran it down and I forgot. Oh, no problem. It was just kind of the thing that you said too, like the NHL doesn't care. Where, oh. Because we get the example, I gave the example of the MLB and mm-hmm. the NBA where, yes. you know, Swift kind of things i give an example of you know cutting a player who's already been a contributor and then right right the fact that okay so this is i've just been looking it up right now luke heimlich when he was for oregon state university two years ago this guy was the the national pitcher of the year in the ncaa and he didn't get drafted damn um yeah i remember what i was gonna say thank you if you dare to throw out and uh, throw it in people's faces about analytics and best player available. You are an absolute coward. And you know who the people who are doing it, the people who are throwing that, and I've seen it, the people who are throwing that in people's face and say, oh, what about best player available? Oh, what about analytics? Those are the people who don't like analytics. So you can go shove one, you know where, because I am, I am so done. People are so dense. Honestly, some people are so dense that they can't figure it out, figure out what analytics are and they use it as an excuse to throw shade at people. Right. Um, That's what I have to say. Shall we um we cover we covered a lot there. Um nice end message here people. Um I think uh, as we normally like to say when we have these really serious discussions, be good people. Treat people like you'd like to be treated, please. Um, Alex, to lighten the mood a bit, you talked about going to Boston Pizza or your friends. Thanks for the mm-hmm. invite, by the way. This is why. Yeah, <laughs> um, were these the same friends who got you that Zach Bogosian jersey? No, no, different friends. No. Zach Bogosian jersey. Whoa. Let's go. If you want to see his um, Alex's birthday gift, his new Zach Bogosian 20 mm-hmm. release jersey, be sure to check out the YouTube portion of the show. For a visual experience, another reason you might want to look at that is we're going to be doing a little quick, little deep dive into the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to have Cat Friendly up probably for this segment. So if you want to follow along, uh, first off, we can look at their defense. They just re-signed Devon Taves to a four-year extension, $4.1 million per. And it seems like people either loved or hated that deal by the responses. I think it's fine. I think um, it's great. And I yeah. guess let's start with the defense. Alex, I believe in a conversation that you two had on the group chat, and I think I was on the train or something, talked about that this is probably the second best defensive core in the West, which is saying something. Wait, never mind, never mind. What? 
because you said train, but I realized you were taking uh, via rail, right? Yes. Okay, because I thought you were on the metro, so I was gonna say, don't you mean the tube, Adam? No. <laughs> no, if you're gonna say it like that, you have to say the tube. I know. When you said elevator, I was like, don't you mean lift? No, no. Okay, okay. Just, just making sure. No, I mean, when you say one. tube, you have to say not tube, tube. You have to kind tube? of tube. Oh, okay, okay. That's if, a good one, Daniel. So if tube, Colorado, lift, cottage pie. I don't know. If Colorado was a a chef, what chef would Colorado's defense be? I have no idea. Who's the second best chef in the world? Um. You know what? Iron Chef Who's the second best chef in Europe? Well, to be fair, Gordon probably wouldn't say he's the best. I think he would probably. He's too humble. Guy. He would credit a guy like Guy Savoie. So okay, you'd probably so. say that they're the Guy Savoie of. of okay. Is that guy good? Guy Savoie? I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't know. He was like Gordon. Gordon credits Guy Savoie as like his like main teacher. People will say like Marco Pierre White, but. Gordon will say Guy Savoie before okay. Marco Pierre. So he's like our Martin Broder. Okay, I, I believe you. I don't know chefs, so I'm just. I thought go you, with you said yeah, word. so like, oh, uh, I'm the only, I'm the one who's left out of here. No, I don't know. I'm just gonna <laughs> agree with you. I'll just start nodding. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I mean, Eric Johnson, nice steady stay-at-home guy. Samuel Girard, Ian Cole, Devontae's, Ryan Graves. And the last name you may have heard of him, kill me freaking care. And Byron, Byron, Bowen Byron, Byron. Byron is not on that list. Neither is Trevor Timmons. Connor Timmons. Connor Timmons. Trevor. Who the hell? No, Trevor Timmons is, is the Habs assistant GM. Yeah. <laughs> He's not on the roster either. We've had that discussion. On the avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I good. actually wrote down a full lineup. Oh, what? Like your projected lines? Mm hmm. Did you wait? Did you wasn't write it on a piece of paper or did you type it? I got two pages. Oh, oh my wow! Christ, what was that? I did yesterday, my notebook. All right. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, this is I have Graves and Macar together, Gerard and Johnson, and then Devin Tays and Ian Cole. Just because last season Graves and Macar played the most together, uh, four hundred ninety-five minutes. Uh, Gerard and Johnson played 608 minutes together. And then obviously, I don't know about Devin Tays and Ian Cole because Devin Tays is new to the team. Mm-hmm. Good player, though, from what yeah. I hear. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I guess Ian, Ian Cole is probably gone at the end, the end of next year, too. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. Daniel, do you have a thought on this defensive car? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to have more to say about their forwards. But right now, the way I see Get things, in there, David. Damn it. The way I kind of see with it is with Ian Cole, like coming off the books and then Bowen Byram coming in, you know, and like everybody with term, like that defense is going to be rock solid for quite a while. Yeah. That the fact that you could get someone like Devon Taves who played such a huge role for the Islanders and like on your projection, uh, he's going to be on the third pairing. Like that's, that's insane. (laughs) I mean, like, for me, I look at that and say, okay, if Devin Tays or Gerard can play the right, I, I, I think that's kind of your second pairing. And then Ian Cole and Johnson as your third pair. I was just spreading things out kind of. Yeah, um, it does make sense. Um, I think that they position themselves so well. They haven't really overpaid anybody. And that's what I kind of like about it, that I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this more with the offense, but – it's these guys who are just kind of dialed in. Like we've talked so much about the Bruins 
trying to get these guys under like you know the team culture of you know take a discount so you could spread the wealth like i think the avalanche have become the new model for that they they'd be they've been able to kind of get these guys on these terms that you know they still get what they're worth but this is meant to like they overachieve from what their cap it is you mentioned the forwards one more time i'm gonna throw my hat again <laughs> i'm gonna do it and and just to build on that point their decor is relatively uh quite young right uh, graves gerard and mccarr are, i think are all under 25 taze McCarr. is 26 do you want i wait do you want me to tell you all the name like the ages right now sure go ahead Eric Johnson, 32, but Gerard, 22. Ian Cole, 31, but whatever. Uh, Taze, 26. Graves, 25. Makar is 21. Yeah. God, there you go. Going by, I'm 19. Yeah. And then Timmons, not Trevor. Connor. 22. Like, yeah, like, I wouldn't even be surprised depending on uh, what the AHL and the WHL situations are this year. If Bowen Byram gets some type of NHL minutes at some point this year. Where would you fit him? Who would you scratch to make room Ian for Cole. him? Ian Cole? Yeah. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, Ian Sorry. Cole? Sorry, buddy. Sorry, bud, but like, you're like our seventh to best defenseman. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Um, next, we'll look at a, a position I really hoped that the Avalanche would shore up. Their goaltending. It's still going to be Philip Grubauer for another year. Yeah. And Pavel Francis's extension kicks in $2 million for this in next year, guys. I mean, what can you say that we've already – that hasn't been said about this, this core before? I mean, they're a good tandem. It's just Grubauer got hurt and they got screwed. I mean, can he – yeah. Hold it together. How are they going to look in a condensed schedule? Uh, um, it really disappoints me. See why? Why? Because I, it's they didn't not do that anything they were... with it, and it was such a market. And it's, it reminds me of a cake sure. where you love the cake, but but then okay. like you don't like the frosting. So, have you ever had a cake where you didn't like the frosting? Because I've think... never had that. Really, I um. <laughs> I think like the yeah, it was like a Black Forest cake I had like years ago. Okay, well, <laughs> anyways. Okay. It's like red velvet. Sorry, Alex. Because they didn't do anything. No, no, I understand that, and I understand that. But with this team, what you're what you're looking for is a solidified starter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we all agree that Braden Holtby isn't the Braden Holtby he was two years ago. Nah, he sucks. Robin Leonard was off the market. I think that was their guy. Which and leaves. I, I obviously have no connections, but right. I think they were hoping that Leonard would have hit it. Which leaves Markstrom as really the big number one starter on the market, mm. and I I wouldn't feel comfortable giving up for this team six by six to Markstrom. No, you know what? I I actually I'm gonna change my mind. I don't think they needed a legit. I don't think they needed Leonard. I think they needed mm. another guy better than Francis. Because Francis could uh, wrong, but this year he was great in the regular season. Yeah. In the playoffs, though, he fell apart. He was 21, 7, and 4. Yeah. 9.23, 2.41. He was ninth in the entire league in ga- goals saved above average. Yeah. No Analytics. Heard. And he's like, check. Job. Yeah. He's all right, but then he was an 8.92 in six games in the playoffs. And Absolutely. It's amazing how the playoffs, like bad performances, can just shake one's opinion of a player. And I've just right. lost all confidence in Pablo Francis. 
like I wrote down, it's an area of slight improvement, but like, I still think you give one more, like Grubauer's contract ends at the end of the year, right? At the end of this coming, this coming season. Correct. Like, I think you give it one more year with these two and let's see what Grubauer's like, like this, it's going to be a playoff team. Um, no, like, I don't even think that's a question. If anyone's questioning that you're insane, um, and see where you go from there at that point, Daniel, anything to add? I think they're, they're going to do the, uh, Leafs approach with things like not saying they have a Frederick Anderson, but I'm going to say that to kind of address a lot, a few more starts here and there, I could see them being that team that gets someone like a Jack Campbell if they need it at the deadline. I think they're going to kind of go into this year seeing what they have, and then if they're not satisfied, they're going to do something. Yeah. yeah I think if they don't do something at the deadline, I think they're fools. And I love this team. With I have such a big, like, special place for the avalanche in my heart. The Patrick Waugh connection. Yeah, obviously. And they have really nice jerseys. I mean, burgundy is a sexy color. Like, I can't tell you how many burgundy... Like shirt, pants, shoes, vans. Yeah, your vans. The the burgundy vans are like the staple of my of my wardrobe. Like seriously, you know, I think I have some. I always had to be the red ones, you know. Yeah, no, the red ones are if I ever see Elliot Friedman, and he's Mm. good. Yeah, Elliot. All right, um, the forwards. I mean, you know, I saw a video from TS, and I didn't watch it because it was complete hogwash, but um. It was a video titled, Is McDavid Going to Get Outscored by McKinnon? And I thought to myself, I'm happy I've been on this bandwagon since last summer because I can feel like I started it, even though I totally didn't. You didn't start the fire? I didn't start. I, I did. No, but it's Ryan like, started the fire. But it's like <laughs> I started the fire like a few blocks up the street and no one noticed it because the fire brigade was the other side of the field and they were coming North Mountain, and they saw the one sure. that were started by the people in Edmonton. Right. It's just like, he, like McKinnon could hit. Yes. Would I put money on him outscoring McDavid? No. If McDavid gets hurt, yeah. But if he's not, if he's yeah. healthy, God, no, he's not. Be a fun race to watch. Oh, it's it would be amazing. I mean, like, look at the supporting cast. McKinnon's a god, but I mean, has McDavid, like, What's his worst? When he was healthy, I don't think he. This is the first season since his rookie one where he didn't hit a hundred because of the like of of the shortened season. And McKinnon, mm. unfortunately, has never hit a hundred points. It could happen. Not yet. I hope it happens because yeah. I love him and I think he's the best player in the world right now. But like he he had all but he had points in all but one game in the playoffs. Like. But, like, let's not get it confused. Like, McDavid's the better player. But, I mean, like, sorry. Like, you know I had to gush about McKinnon. You guys knew I was going to yeah. do that at the start. <laughs> Though, like, I'm looking at some of the names they brought in. Brandon Saad, I think, is going to be a – they're going to love him. I love that pickup so much. And you can't really have to give up anything of significance. No. It's, no, it's not always a good day when you can make the Blackhawks lose another Brandon Saad deal. I like Nikita Zadorov, though. Okay, I'll put it this way. Would you rather have Nikita Zadorov or would you rather have Devin Tays? Hmm. I actually don't know. This, this is you are thinking about this. You are thinking about this too long. I 
<laughs> I think it's just I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we will see. We'll see how it goes with the new teams. Again, if Chicago and Edmonton meet up in the playoffs, I will still tell you that Chicago's defense is still not good enough. Well, no. Brandon Saad, I wonder where he 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 slips in here because I don't think it's it's a hundred percent that the top line of Landis Cog, McKinnon, and Brandon will be like a hundred percent right because it has been no. split up before. But I wonder who will be on that line because I'm like I'm pretty sure it's going to be Kadri and Donskoy as one def- like definitive pair. You think so? Yeah, and probably Ooh. the Ranton and McKinnon. And I just wonder where does Saad go because like. If I'm like Saad's a good puck retrieval guy, right? So I wonder if his job would just be give it to McKinnon, as I think everyone's job is. I could see that, like him playing on that left side with Nathan McKinnon, kind of reminds me of like Zach Hyman or you know what a Chris Kreider is going to be with whatever the Rangers are going to look like this year. You could throw Burakovsky out there too. I mean, he's no slouch. You can literally put anyone on the left wing. They put Vlad Nemestikov, man. Reminds me of Pascal Dupuis and Chris Kunitz. Yeah, that is a very good comparison. Chris Kunitz, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer in my books. Yeah, first ballot. Yeah. Mighty Ducks legend. You know who else is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Patrick um, McCaw. Who? Patrick McCaw. He won three uh, three or four in a row at Daniel. Oh, he won three, three in a row in his like his first three years yeah. in the NBA. Oh, so he has three. He has three rings. Two with Golden State and one with the Raptors. <laughs> so he got lucky. Eh? And people, he got injured right. for the playoffs. That everyone's like, that's why the Raptors lost in the playoffs. Exactly. Um, guy's like a bench warmer. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I have actually have sod with Kadri and Burakovsky on the second line. Like, I think Burakovsky proved enough to say, "Hey, I'm a second line winger." Um, and he got paid for it, kind of right for uh, four and a half yeah. for 4. two 9. years, four point nine for two years, right? So, um, I, I do think that I mean, listen, like that's not a oh, that's a pretty damn good top six, and it's not like the third line's awful. Like it's Tyson, Tyson Yost, JT Confer, and Jonas Donskoy. Yo, man. <laughs> right? I think Washington regrets that trade. Oh, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what do they? Because they won the cup afterwards. Yeah, right? a few years afterwards. But no, he won with them. Did he? Yeah. yeah. This is his first year with uh, Colorado. No, yeah. but was he with New Jersey? Or am I thinking of someone else? That's Marcus Johansson. Uh, Mo. He has been around. Yeah. Yeah. He has been thrown around like a frisbee at a dog park. Jesus Christ! And that's yeah. probably the injuries are are the teeth marks, honestly. God, I for- where did he go? Washington? Minnesota. Oh, Washington, New Jersey. Austin. Then Boston. Yeah, was for the Boston. cup run. Yeah. Or for the playoff run. Then he signed for two years in Buffalo and then got traded for Eric Stahl. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they like this chemistry with Charlie Coyle, but the Sabres overpaid him. Who's the better team, Vegas or Colorado? Um, I think wait and see for me because I think Colorado didn't make huge moves that they're going to bring back kind of like the same 
Daniel, Bob? I'm going to make you make a decision because honestly, the only thing we can go on is paper because we might not have a season. <laughs> okay, um, I think all we have. in terms of familiarity, I'm going to have to say the Avalanche because they right added and they didn't really kind of change the dynamic in a way. I think the Golden Knights did do that with Paul Stasny and Nate Schmidt gone, but then bringing in Alex Petrangelo, not really sure, like, you know, how is he going to perform? Oh, I can tell you how in a new system. Perform. I think he'll be good. I, I think he'll be fine. They fine? might have the best pairing in the league, unless Eric Carlson. And you know what? I love when I think of something and then it, they mention on the C. Daniel podcast because I was thinking to myself All the, the other day, Eric Carlson's going to be wicked because you know I love him, right? And then when Steve Dangle was like, Carlson's had a year of rest, I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, he has. Um, Unless him and Burns are like gods and the first time they play together. Like, and yeah. But say. like Theodore and Petrangelo, well, see, we'll hold that off until we do a Vegas Let's do a Vegas deep dive next episode. I think that's an interesting question because I think Vegas has them beat um, in net. That is true. And the on de- Flurry, of course, yep. And defense. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you lost Nate, Nate Schmidt, but you lost Nate Schmidt and brought in Alex Petrangelo. So, what? Pretty good player. Yeah, pretty good player. Um, I heard fire. Then- <laughs> What? Then, then no, no. I thought you said there might be a fire. I'm then, like, oh no. Yeah. Ryan starts. <laughs> then, but I do think Colorado does have the better offense, mm-hmm. though. Um, you know what? I'll go with Colorado. Like In terms that. of their offense, because I just want to talk about this, even when we're talking about defense. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know, some of like the contracts are very interesting to me. Like like what? Pierre Edward Belmar, I think he's so valuable to the team. And he's getting less money than Matt Calvert and JT Comfer. Mm-hmm. And then these are guys that are not getting paid like too much, but I just kinda wonder like when the extensions start coming in, like is there gonna be a, gonna be a bit of a squeeze in Colorado? Well no, because McKinnon's taking loss. Whatever. Because we still don't know what that means. Because we don't know about Landis Cog or Well I'm not- I believe uh, Friedman brought it up on a 31 thoughts episode that they're working on an extension. I wrote it down too. Mm-hmm. Um, it says they've ta- started talks. So what was that? Maybe like, what, what episode was that? I, I, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was the episode where they did the rapid fire for each team. Oh, okay. Hey, I hope, I hope they get it together. I like Landis. Scott. I'd be very surprised if, if he leaves, though, if he leaves. McKinnon gets the seat. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, they're going to go for the youngest guy again. It's going to be Bowen Byron. <laughs> I remember it was like Duchesne O'Reilly. We're already on the team. And then this guy that we just drafted, he's going to be our captain. Man, in, in hindsight, though, I mean, that's the right decision. Like, yeah. Duchesne should never get a letter. Like, never. <laughs> Does he have a letter in Nashville? I I would be amazed if, because what, what is it? Yossi's captain. I would, I would be amazed if Forsberg and what, like Ellis, Ellis. didn't have an A. I'll double check. check. Ekholm's a good one. Yeah, you shouldn't give it to Duchesne. After that Uber video, he should never get one. I've got a rookie in the car. Let me totally bash my assistant coach. (laughs) What an idiot. We never talked about Dylan DeMello when it comes to that. Was he in the car? I thought it was... um... Well, it was Formington, Duchesne, and who cares? 
Duchesne was the one doing the talking, though. Okay. Uh, Christian Wolanin was in there, and I think he ended up getting traded like a few days oh, later. So was um, right-handed defenseman Weidman, Chris? Oh, Weidman, it wasn't yeah. Christian Wolanin then. It was Chris Weidman. You're right. The other Weidman, Why- not the one who can cuss a referee. Why can't I find Nash? Everybody was an all-star, Dennis Weidman. Oh, uh, yeah. Was he? Yeah. Uh, it, so it is... Roman Yossi, I don't know why they have five guys with letters, but Roman Yossi's the captain. Ellis Ekholm are assistants, and uh, Johansson and Forsberg. I'm guessing they do the whole uh, home like, and away thing. Yeah, which is dumb. I remember the wild to see the rotating captains. Man, wasn't wasn't that a thing with Carolina? Like Falk and somebody shared it or something? Yeah, I don't know, but it was after, a thing. Here. Uh, Eric Stahl was traded. Yeah. Oh, it was a thing here too. Who really? Not if captains, alternates. It was so stupid. Oh, I know. I tried to get him when Lu Shen was named assistant for like a few games. I tried. Like, I'm like, yeah, well, they the, here they they made it. Tavares was your captain, and then um, Sorry, I'm Ra- going way too back. Riley, yeah, you're going way back. <laughs> Riley was uh, got an A, and then they gave Matthews an A for away games, and then they just threw Marner an A for fun. For home games, I guess just because his dad asked for it or whatever. No. I'll never get over that. I'm trying to remember when G- I think when Gianta got traded, they did that in what like it was like Markov, Subin, Mechanics, and Pacioretty. Luckily, they fixed it now. Luckily, it's like Weber and then Byron and then Gallagher and Byron. Yeah. How did Paul Byron get those? How does Petrie not have? Yeah, we don't we don't know you his know, locker room presence. You know what, Daniel, have this answer for me. Who was Florida's captain before? Um, Who's their captain now? Alexander Barkov. Who was who was the captain before Barkov? It was an absolute random name to me. Derek McKenzie. Derek McKenzie. Yeah. The enforcer. Who's more? Which is a more random one, Andy Green or Derek McKenzie? I mean, Andy oh, Green. Derek McKenzie. Yeah, Derek, Derek McKenzie that, for sure. Yeah, he was like a lifetime like fourth liner. <laughs> was Brian Campbell ever? He was captain of the Sabers. Really. He was yeah. a saber. He was drafted by the Sabers. He became an All Star with Buffalo. Then he got traded at the deadline of two thousand and eight to San Jose on their run, and then they got eliminated. And then he signed that huge contract with the Blackhawks before they traded him to Florida. And then they brought him back. And, and yeah, <laughs> story of the Blackhawks. Yeah. Right. Is that everything? Uh, well, I have one question or two. About the bl- about the um, I did gel my the, hair. Thank you. No, about the avalanche. Yeah. What do they do with Sod after this year? Let him go. Let I think they'll wait and see how he fits. Okay. It's like is this going to be the Brandon Sod of like what 40, 50 points? The Brandon Sod of like 27, 37 points. Fair. I mean, on that team, like. You can get a solid 15 extra points by just taking too long a line change and McKinnon being out there. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then Kale McCarr, does he take a bridge deal or long term? Bridge deal, exam- the examples I have written down Wierenski, McAvoy, long term, uh, Thomas Shabbat. And I think we talked about it with Harmon last episode. Daniel, you go first. I think they're going to say bridge because I think he's already proven himself that he could be a defensive anchor that he's going to want to go for, you know, the big one already. I'm going to, I'm going to cop out and give the heart and um, I'm going to quote Harmon and say, we see what happens with Darlene and Hughes first. 
mainly Hughes. Those two are going to be eyeing each other all year. They're going to be who? best friends depending on who has the better night. Hughes who? and a, Hughes and Makar because they're going to you make mean each other Hughes, money. You mean Oh yeah, that's true. They're going to make each other money every shift, and it's going to be a that's party. a that's going to be an R like last like, last year was the forward RFA market or two because there was uh, Kachuk Marner. Um, who am I missing? There was a bunch of guys. Like next year, it's Darlene. Next year's Darlene Heiskinen, Makar Hughes. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Hopefully, um. Oh, you know what? By the way, um, you know what I think's gonna. I am convinced more and more what's gonna happen with Suzuki and Kakinemi and Romanov. They are so getting bridge deals. You know why? Why? I didn't realize this till I was listening to the Sport of Athletic. Who was the last young Canadian who got a long-term deal? And uh, I, Montreal Canadian? Yeah. Or Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Brendan Gallagher. Really? No one else. Galchenyuk, Domi, PK, they all got bridges. But Every, I, yeah, I thought so I was thinking back. Saku Koivu. Sorry, I'm uh, looking yeah. way too back. Alex, I can't. I mean, Daniel, I can't. That's before my time. But anyway, um, I was a young man else? at the time. You know who else need to figure their stuff out? What the hell are Tampa oh. gonna do? Because like, oh, they'll figure it out. Come on, like are they? Because like nothing's happening. The Trade scene? like a draft pick and a prospect with Tyler Johnson for future considerations. Do it. See, this is what's doing is there's all this stuff in the air. Can you just do it, please? Yeah, but a team has to has to know. I no team is gonna help Tampa Bay. Out. Vancouver, we're just kind of sitting there last year saying, "Oh, we'll take J.T. Miller," and he right. and and he turned out well. I don't think there's any team willing to do that. How how about this? Middle stat is garbage. They give up on him, right? Okay. Buffalo want to make a crazy splash to make Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall stay. They offer Sheet Sorelli. Oh. Not Sergachev because they have to worry about Dali. Maybe they do both. But that's, that's my big brain play. But can you imagine if the Sabres are horrible again and they gave away those picks? Again, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Hilarious. And then Tampa gets Shane Wright or something in a few years. I don't know. Uh-huh. Sure. And by the so, way, my you know, Bergeron's falling off this year. That's a bold prediction. I feel like we've been saying that for a while. Yeah. Um, you know what's been going around, and I still don't understand why, because it was just Adam Wilde who said it. That New Jersey are garbage? No, that the New York I, – this I've heard it twice now. I've seen it, and I've heard it twice, that the Rangers are an offer sheeting Matt Barzell. I want that to happen. <laughs> That'd be, be so be funny. Massive, but I've only heard it from him. I started with Adam Wilde, and I've heard it twice after that. I, I mean, why not? Why. Both teams don't like each other anyways. Oh, everyone would forget about John Tavares. It'd just be that. It'd be absolutely hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I think what with their cap right now, they can't match anything. If you... No, oh, no, can't. Tampa, no, they're dicked. If something happens, like, right now, they're dicked. No, oh, no, I'm talking about the Islanders, because if they'd lose oh. Matt Barzell. No, Lou sent out a memo to the entire league <laughs> saying he will match everyone. That's what he said. I, really, I kind of hope that maybe whoever, like, Jeff Gordon just sends the email out, like, 
hey guys, no one trade with him and let's let's kind of try and screw over Lou here. Because like what oh, happens is like no. someone or he tells one team you sign Pulak and then we'll sign Barzell at the same yeah. time. Listen, Autumn, he, no one has to. They don't have to send out that email. No one's helping anyone. Then let's let's do it. Take advantage, people. Right. I uh, yeah. Are we are we good? Oh, one last thing. Uh, the AHL have set a date. Um, to start the season, which is February 5th. Now the question is, will that actually go through? Um, I'm guessing they're going to hope the NHL does start in January and then just copy whatever they do. Well, good yeah. thing the NHL's had a, the GM's had a three-hour meeting and got nothing done. Oh, the NHL uh, hockey, sorry, not the, the NHL, but the Hockey Diversity Alliance just tweeted something out. The NHL and the Coyotes should sign the HDA pledge and start practicing what they preach. And they say, item six, the HGA pledge asks the NHL to agree that Kobe will not support, partner with, or accept support from any other organization as engaged in, promoted, or failed to approximately respond to racist conduct in their organization of any kind, including without limitation the, I can't, I can't say that word with my mouth, okay. the proliferation of hate oh. speech discrimination in the provision of goods, services and facilities and other arenas such as employment. The Coyotes drafting a Mitchell Miller who was convicted of bullying a developmentally disabled black classmate and according to the victim's family is not personally apologized shows that zero tolerance of racism can't be taken for granted in the NHL. The NHL and the Coyotes should sign the HCA pledge and start practicing what they preach. I wish you had tweeted out an hour ago so we could put it in the show. Well, it's in the show. Yeah, you just said it. Cool. I'm I'm happy that I because I, I was wait. I think we all knew they were gonna say something. And um, quickly, final thoughts. What do you guys think of the new Dallas Stars jersey? Oh they, my god! I thought it was a joke. Like I thought it was a parody thing. They look like I saw somebody say they look at like EASHL jerseys, and I could not stop. Laughing. Do you guys remember the? I forgot her names, but she was like the bad guy in Kim Possible. Oh man, oh, my first crush was on Kim Possible. <laughs> My God, I love her. What was the bad guys, the girls? I don't again? know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Okay, but anyways, I thought that looked like that. The jersey. I couldn't name you a single other character from that show. Yeah, no, those are some ugly jerseys. No, yeah, they're garbage. Yeah. All right. Like Monster Energy. Yeah. They look like DX jerseys. DX. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Triple H from Dallas. Sorry? If they're yeah. smart, those two guys wear the jerseys the first time they do it and they walk in. That'd That's awesome. if they're smart. They're but, so remind awesome. me of if why did Pittsburgh did nothing with the HBK like Well, line, he was like at a game. Thing. He was at a game. Was he I know, but like, you know, we didn't get the shirts. That's true. We didn't get the Because that would require old hockey men to be creative, and that doesn't happen. Okay. All right. <laughs> Daniel, do you want to do the outro? All right, listeners. Don't forget my YouTube. Daniel here. <laughs> this was a great episode. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Adam. Um, thank you, Voice Ed, for always providing a platform for us. If you liked what you saw, if you didn't really like what you saw, please let us know on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and you know, really anywhere you could find our show. Um, please don't forget, you know, because. I kind of did last week. I am sorry. Don't forget Adam's YouTube channel. What was your most recent video again? It was Brendan Gallagher. Doesn't even remember. I, I listened to it. You know, I do. I do. 
Um, yeah, you know, if you like something, you didn't really like something, you know, please give us a rating. Please <clears throat> offer us a comment. Let us know what we did and did not do. We will address it on the show. And please don't forget our bingo because we believe it is a great creative and fun project that we have. Um, stay tuned for the next episodes. Those ideas. Yes. Stay tuned for the next few episodes um, when we take more deep dives into these teams. Yep. Next up is Vegas. Vegas.